0: You're listening to The Rant with David King.
1: We hold these shoes to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go, you know the, you know the thing. Doggy do on his shoes.
2: Billy's dad is a fudge packer. Millions, as you witness, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now, who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter, that's what I say. Go ahead. been saying it i've been saying it for 10 damn years ain't i been saying it miguel huh i've been saying it Hello everyone, welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, David King. It is good to be back again today on this Thursday. January the 6th. Bum, bum, bum. I should have queued in a sound effect for that. I'll just cue in this one. It's the anniversary of the insurrection. The horrible insurrection. <laughs> Yeah, that's about how I feel about it all. Uh, If you didn't know today, it is January 6th. This marks the one year, I can't believe it's only been a year, but it marks the one year of the January 6th riots over in D.C. So that's going to be what I am going to be getting into today. I wasn't planning on it, but when I saw the president and the vice president's speech, I just felt compelled to want to talk about it. I know. We're two episodes in in 2022, and I'm already getting on to politics. I apologize. Look, I'm sorry. If you don't like it, turn off the episode and wait for the next one. I get it. Sometimes people get a little frustrated by that, and and I understand. But I... (sighs) We, we've known this day was coming. We have known that the Democrats were planning on using this day to pass or further their legislative agenda. They have failed to do the build back better, at least for now. But one of the things that they have brought up uh, more recently are some... Well, first off, they want to get rid of the filibuster. We know that. They're looking to overturn the filibuster. In terms of, of voting, they want to federalize voting. See, right now it is up to each individual state to manage and operate the voting, which is the way it's supposed to be. They want to federalize it in order to control it all in-house. And if you don't think that that could lead to disaster, well, I don't know what to tell you. And ask yourself this if in fact the election, let's just let's just put this picture out there. If in fact the 2020 election or 2021, right? If the election was fair, if it was by the book, your typical run-in-the-mill presidential election. And as Joe Biden said, he wins fair and square. Why is it that the Democrats feel the need to federalize the election process? That seems to me like um, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? It's like, hey, let's just, it's one thing for a state, as you can see in the state of Georgia and other places, where they're tweaking some things and making it a little bit better where there's more accountability. Because ultimately that's what we want is accountability and voting, right? We all want to under, we all want to know, no matter where we, we stand politically, we all want to make sure that our votes count. That's what matters most. And so if you felt like maybe they didn't, or maybe there was some tomfoolery, which is understandable considering everything that happened in the last presidential election, although if you if you voted for Biden, you may be like, hey, everything's kosher. Fine, fair enough, but still. um, Federalizing the election process seems to be a little bit extreme, and it comes across as concerning, as if maybe there's more to this than just saying we want fair and honest elections. But as all Democrats do, they'll never let a good opportunity go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste, right? I think Hillary Clinton said that. And so they're going to use it, and they're going to use anything they can because, quite frankly, they need to. Um, they're going to use this uh, January 6th memorial as any way, as a means to distract you from the actual problems in going on with this, with this country, never mind inflation, never mind the fact that Afghanistan pullout was a huge disaster, and now the Middle East is right back to where it was 10 years ago. Never mind the fact that there's still shortages on everything, which is causing huge problems, especially for people in the trades business. So, and that's just scratching the surface. Oh, and by the way, we're now at two years in counting to flatten the curve. There has been no control of this virus like they've promised. Now, I'm being, you know, goofy here because I, I have always said, you're never going to control this virus. If I could pull the clip from, you know, March of 2020 of me saying it, I'll, I will go back and find it. But I have said, you will not control this virus. This virus is not, it's not a machine. It is an organism. It's hard to understand and comprehend it, but it is a living organism. It wants to survive just like you do. And when you create a vaccine or you do something to prohibit its growth or kill it, it will then become a variant of what it once was to survive. And that is what we have seen. We've seen it now twice. We have the Delta, the Omicron is now the latest. Thankfully, from what we can tell, Omicron is not nearly as dangerous, you know, on the scale of what is dangerous. It's not nearly as dangerous as the Delta variant or the original COVID-19, so that's a good thing. It is far more uh, transmittable, so you have a very high chance of getting it, um, more so than maybe COVID-19, the original COVID-19 and Delta, but the symptoms are far, far less than what you would normally ex- expect to experience. It's more sounds more like cold, like a bad cold, or even a mild cold, depending on, you know, who you are and how many, maybe potentially how many coal mobilities you may have, uh, it doesn't seem to be as a big of a deal. Now, of course, if you turn on the news, you'll get a completely different story there. You'll think Omicron is COVID-19 2.0. It's horrible. We're all going to die. I don't know why. I don't understand why we are still beating this drum, but fair enough. Go right ahead, Biden, because it only makes you look like a complete doofus. But back to my original point, which was he knows, the president knows, the president's staff, the vice president, the Democrats, everyone on that side of the aisle knows that anything they can use to distract us from all the problems that they promised to fix when they got Trump out of office or problems that they have since created, such as the – now I'm having a brain. I'm having a brain fart. Anyway, I'll get back to my original point. The problem of inflation—that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Hello. Um. They're going to need anything they can get. So don't, don't, don't think about all these bad things. Don't think about all the things that are going wrong. The fact that there's employment shortages, inflation. You know, the cost of goods have gone up. There's good short there's shortages on everything. You can't get anything you need. COVID is still rampant. People are now having to wear masks again. They're talking about, oh, by the way, another thing that they can't stand, they're starting to shut schools down again. The teachers' unions are back at us. So another problem for Joe Biden. So here we come with January 6th. And not only are they going to use this to distract you, it's a little shiny ball in the room. Hey, look over here. (laughs) Don't mind all these other problems. Come over here and look at January 6th. Remember that insurrection? The dangerous insurrection. They formed a coup. They were going to kill Nancy Pelosi. Oh, Oh, my God. I'm still wondering who it was that was staging this coup. Um... Look at it. Don't look at the, all these problems. Let's use January 6th to distract you. And not only that, but to push our agenda which is, hey, you know, we got to fight for this democracy. We can never let these sort of things happen again. So just give us more power. Uh we'll get to the speeches here in a moment. I'm going to I'm going to play the speeches here in a minute and comment on them. But there's a ton of projection going on in these speeches, folks. It's, it's not even funny. Listen, this is no longer a partisan issue. You and I could debate policy all day long. We can make the argument for any kind of uh, – we can talk about Social Security, Medicare, abortion. We could talk about infrastructure. Uh, we can talk about the military and its spending. I'm happy to debate policy all day, and if we don't agree, that is fine. Fair enough. Move on. Agree to disagree. We'll vote the way we need to vote, and we'll just go about our lives. The problem we have now is this is no longer a Democrat and Republican issue. And don't even f- don't even think for a minute that there aren't Republicans in on this game too. They are as much in this game as the Democrats, you just need to be careful and mindful of which ones they are. I think June 6th of last year really showed just what Republicans really were in on the whole deal because they followed right in line with the whole motto of this was an insurrection and this was a coup and we need to just go ahead and push this election along and we're going to change our minds. Yeah, you know, three hours ago we were we were for protesting some of the votes or the election results in certain states but now because of this no 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 we're good we're just going to we're going to fall in line and some of them even so much as you know resigned and were very public about their disdain for Trump and Trump supporters so keep in mind these people are look and listen this isn't even about Trump anymore all right, Yeah, I, I, I am openly a Trump supporter. I wasn't always a Trump supporter in the beginning, but I I, I came around. I like the policy of putting America first. If that is a bad thing, then I guess I'm a bad person. Because ultimately, that's what he did. But I'll digress. I don't need to get into all that. So make no mistake, this is not really a Democrat or Republican situation. What we have is we have a group of individuals And some of these people have been in power for a very long time. This is not a new, this is not necessarily a new problem. This is not necessarily something that's just appeared overnight. And it's not something that came up because of Donald Trump. This is something, this is a system in Washington, and frankly, globally, that has been around for a long time. And now it has grown such deep roots and has gotten so strong, has become so strong, that it is like a monster now that cannot be fed. It is a, a system that almost cannot be defeated. We, you kind of hear these slang terms like a good old boy club. You're not in it, you know. You don't understand what goes on in D.C. because you're not in the club. There's rules. You follow the rules. You get up there. You, 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 you get in your little groups, and you tow your line, and if you do well enough, you can be a career politician and make a lot of money. Don't worry, you'll sell your soul, and you'll sell out the country too. We've seen that, and that's what's happening. There's a small group, a small little tiny sector of D.C. that has now become this big, giant tumor. And what they're doing, and they're working with outside individuals, maybe China, definitely Europe, definitely the U.N., but they're working together as some global totalitarian totalitarian system, COVID has exposed it for what it is. If you're not seeing it now, you're you're either got your head in the sand or you're just refusing to believe it. But if you look at how the Europeans are acting, how the US has acted, how Canada and everyone else is going about this COVID crisis, it is like a one-world totalitarian system. They are doing what they can to keep the system that they are building in place. So they want to keep the power. They want to keep control. They don't want you to be able to vote, but they can't simply say that. So what they'll do is they'll say, well, because of January 6th, because of this insurrection and this attack on our democratic process of electing a president, which they will tell you impeded, it was, they, they, we tried, they, the protesters tried to, Stop the peaceful transition of power. I'm not sure how they did or would have. They definitely didn't. Three hours later, there was a peaceful transition of power. So, but they will tell you that because of that one day, because of a small group of people, about 100 people, yeah, there was thousands, tens of thousands of protesters there that day. Out of all those protesters... Only a few, maybe hundred, couple hundred, I think it was less than a thousand actually went to the Capitol. And then somewhere right around a hundred people or less got into the Capitol. So it's not like it was this widespread ten thousand man strong invasion of a capital. It's not what happened. And we'll get to that. But they're going to use this moment to pass now what they want to pass and they have to get rid of the filibuster to do it because they know they won't be able to pass this and they want to federalize the election process. They want full control over the presidential election. Why do you think that is? Nothing about, think about, okay, Trump used every legal system he could to challenge the votes. He did everything he could in his power legally. To challenge the votes in the last election, he did it. He failed; it didn't work. He gave up his position as president, and now Biden took over on on the inauguration day, smooth as silk, the way it was supposed to go down. What went wrong for Democrats for them to sit there and say, "Well, we need to federalize this whole process now," because these small group of this small group of individuals tried to undermine our democracy. Did they? I didn't. I mean, okay, fair enough. Maybe they did, but the rest of the protesters didn't. The rest of America didn't. And they failed miserably. And if their plan was a coup, they, they're they idiots. They didn't even, I mean, it's, what the hell? It's not even close, man. So make no mistake. I don't care if Biden's your guy. That's fine. But you need to do you need to you need to look at this with bigger, bigger glasses. You need to ask questions. The days of sitting back and letting these people tell you what the truth is or tell you what needs to be done and you just kind of nod along with your with them needs to end. Because that mentality is what got us in this place with COVID. Enough is enough. We either start thinking for ourselves, which is a terrifying thing for many people. And we listen to these speeches, and we don't like just listen to hear what they're telling us. We listen to be objective and go, wait a minute. Is that actually whats what they're saying? Do they really care about the election? Why do the Democrats feel like they need to flip the system on its head when they're the ones who won? They got everything they wanted. Everything went smooth. Is it because they think that a few states are trying to undermine the election process? Well, we'll get to that later, but I'm going to tell you something. They're not. There's no evidence for it. Not even close. So we'll roll. We'll start here. We'll get into it. before. <clears throat> We're going to roll into Kamala's first because she's the fir- she was the first one to speak. I know she tries, guys. She, give her, you know, she's horrible to listen to. She really is. All right, roll cut one, let's go.
0: Let's listen to the vice president. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory, December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001 and January 6th, 2021.
2: Okay. Hold on one second. I'm going to pause it for a moment because that was the first thing that struck me. Um, this bothered me probably more than anything S- democrats like to do this and they've been they did it with covid they compared like the coronavirus to 911 as if that's a, a comp- as if you can compare it but th- this is a slap in the face to the victims of 911 to the families of victims of 9-11. this is a slap in the face to the to the men and women who died at pearl harbor so pearl harbor she mentioned she mentions that uh 2403 Americans died at pearl harbor 2403 not to mention the the millions of da- dollars of damage done to the naval fleet and the the air bases and everything else on that on that base or on that island rather 202403 Americans died at pearl harbor in 911 2,990, 2,996 Americans. 2,996 Americans died on September 11th by terrorists who flew a plane into towers and then they collapsed. We all know we lived it. We were alive when it happened. 2,996 innocent Americans. Pearl Harbor, you know, was an awful situation. It was sad. Military was attacked. These were innocent Americans going about their lives, minding their own business, and they were killed by terrorists, cowards. They were cowards. That's who those people are. And we buried a lot of them. My brothers did. So, and then, how many people died on January 6th in the insurrection? One person. One person, it was a female, a veteran of all things, unarmed, shot and killed by security. Frankly, I'm surprised that more were not killed because you would think that if a group of people were invading a government building such as the Capitol that you know, Capitol police and SWAT and whoever else might have been there would be guns blazing. You know, after after all, what they said about this situation, how it was an insurrection and a coup, an armed insurrection, these people were attacking security. It was it was it was so bad that security forces now have PTSD from it. And yet only one person died and only one person was shot, and that was the person that died. Now, you can say, well, what about the two police officers? They died, uh, well, one died of a heart attack and the other one died of something else, but it was unrelated. There was no evidence that the heart attack from that police officer or the other person died from the events on January 6th. It was proven. It was in the news. You could look it up. So only one person died from January 6th. One. I think the most property damage was a smashed window. not saying it was a good thing. I'm not saying that was right. But to compare this moment to September 11th alone and then Pearl Harbor on top of that, who the hell do you think you are? And what do you think you're doing? There is no other. You're either just completely incompetent as a human being to think that that is an actual comparison or there is a level of malevolence there. You have an agenda. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to, because there's a bunch of, so many Americans, they just don't think for themselves. They just watch this stuff and they soak it in and they go, uh-huh, uh-huh, and they just nod and then they go, repeat it. And, and don't think, I'm not saying it's just Democrats. Republicans do it too. In fact, Republicans are probably just as bad. You know, conservatives are just as bad as, as liberals when it comes to just repeating what they're told. Buh, 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 buh. There's no critical thinking. So she knows that. The people who write these speeches know that. The people who are pulling the strings know it. So they compare this event to to try to make you feel as if you did on 9-11, to give you that same comparison of feeling like that, oh, my gosh. They do that to make you feel emotional about something that you would not normally feel emotional about. There's no other reason for it. It's an absurd comparison. It's insulting to the people that went through that event, those events. The men and women who served this country died. And you're comparing it to this BS protest. Continue. Let's
1: continue.
0: On that day, I was not only vice president-elect, I was also a United States senator. And I was here at the Capitol that morning
2: terrible, sentiment.
0: at a classified hearing with fellow members of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Hours later, the gates of the Capitol were breached. I had left, but my thoughts immediately turned not only to my colleagues, but to my staff, who had been forced to seek refuge in our office, converting filing cabinets, into barricades. What the extremists who roamed these halls targeted was not only the lives of elected leaders. What they sought to degrade and destroy was not only a building hallowed as it is. What they were assaulting were the institutions, the values, the ideals that generations of Americans have marched, picketed, and shed blood to establish and defend. On January 6th, we all saw what our nation would look like if the forces who seek to dismantle our democracy are successful, the lawlessness, the violence, the chaos.
2: Okay, see, she's projecting there. Because she is actually, and it's, it's, it's mind-boggling that she could get away with this. Because if we had an actual news, if we actually had real news organizations, like real journalists, people that actually get to the bottom of stuff or call people out for what they who they are, they would call BS and wave flags all day on her. Because you're going to sit here and tell us that these extremists, if they got a hold of the power, if they were a hold of the old capitalist machine, it'd be lawlessness and chaos and death. Except, what about 2020? What about the summer of 2020, Kamala? Where were you when BLM and Antifa... Burn cities down. What about the three to five? What was it? Six billion dollars in property damage. Cops blinded by lasers. One police officer, retired, was shot and killed by these protesters. And you said nothing, not a damn thing. And you have the audacity to sit behind that, stand behind that podium right now and Say, well, if these people got in the power, there'd be chaos. There was freaking chaos while you had the rain the reins in 2020. While Biden sat in his basement, not once did he come out against those riots. It took him three months before he finally said something. They are they are they are doing it right in front of your faces, folks, and you're just not if you don't see it. Open your eyes. I've got no game. I got no I got no get ga- nothing in this game. I don't make money off of this. I got I don't I don't benefit. I get no extra power. I get nothing. Tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll go to work. I have no reason to deceive you or lie to you. Open your eyes and see what it is that's happening. They are literally telling you what they're doing. And you're gonna hear it more with Biden. He's even worse. I'll keep rolling. I just can't believe it. It's, it's, it blows my mind.
0: What was at stake then and now is the right to have our future decided the way the Constitution prescribes it by we, the people, all the people. We cannot let our future be decided by those bent on silencing our voices.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Do you you mean like your group? The last time I checked, it's liberals and Democrats that keep canceling people who step out of line. It's Antifa and Black Lives Matter that will gladly come and burn down your city and loot it over, I mean, just about anything. You know, you want to talk about the Constitution as much as anyone may not have liked the The process that was taking place prior to the January 6th riot of challenging the outcome of the votes in certain states, all of that was constitutional, folks. It was allowed. Now, whether or not it would actually lead to anything, probably not, but it is the right. They are allowed to do that. They are allowed to contest if they feel that there is something wrong. So it was constitutional, and guess what? It still ended with Biden winning the election A peaceful transition of power. I will continue. I'm sorry.
0: Overturning our votes and peddling lies and misinformation by some radical faction that may be newly resurgent, but whose roots run old and deep. When I meet with young people, they often ask about the state of our democracy about january
2: 6th you you want to talk about roots that run old and deep there kamala you're in the democrat party you know the party of the kkk jim crow laws yeah it was all founded on that so you want to talk about some stuff that runs deep last time i checked the republicans were the party of abe lincoln you know freeing the slaves all that good stuff ronald reagan jeez oh, Pete's. you want to talk about history you don't want to go there sister
0: And what I tell them is January 6th reflects the dual nature of democracy its fragility and its strength. You see, the strength of democracy is the rule of law. The strength of democracy is the principle that everyone should be treated equally.
2: The, the rule of law, which that they don't elections. Enforce
0: should be free and fair. Uh,
2: unless you're a conservative, then you will have the rule law smack down on you, for sure, absolutely. Just look at the DOJ right now, what they're doing. Mm-hmm.
0: That corruption should be given no quarter. The strength of democracy is that it empowers the people. And the fragility of democracy is this, That if we are not vigilant, if we do not defend it, democracy simply will not stand. It will falter and fail. The violent assault.
2: What do you think the 70 million plus people who wanted to protest the results of the election were doing? That was 70 million people. Who felt there was tomfoolery in this election. None of them wanted to throw it out. They were following the legal process to challenge it. None of it worked. That is fine. You cannot compare what a handful, eighty to eighty people who stormed in, into a Capitol. You cannot compare you cannot sit and say, Well, this is democracy under attack. They were trying to undermine the election. 80 people with no firearms, no weapons, really? bunch of people carrying American flags and Trump flags? That's who, who almost overthrew an election? I would hope to God that this democracy and our processes in place can defend against 80 people.
0: That took place here. The very fact of how close we came to an election overturned, that reflects the fragility
2: the only way that election would have been overturned is if there was actual fraud found. Enough fraud, mind you, that would have they they that they could have said, yeah, that it was enough to affect the actual outcome of the election. Fraud was found, but they did not find that it was enough to affect the outcome of the the election. I would argue that there might have been, I we don't know because there was really never enough of an investigation into it. Everybody was just like they didn't want to touch this. It was I don't understand why, but they didn't want to. And that's fine, fair enough. But the only way that this election would have been reversed, overturned or changed would have been through the legal system. And it never happened. A bunch of people with 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 signs and Trump flags aren't going to overturn the election results. And they never would have. Because 3 hours later, the election was sealed. No matter what those people did, every, all the politicians, all the dignitaries, were, everybody was escorted out safely. Once they cleared out all the protesters, about three hours or so later, they came in, they certified the votes, Biden's now president. All is well. And yet you're here hearing from her right now as if there was some legitimate coup that was taking place beyond the law, beyond the constitutional law, And there never was, there's no proof of it. If you have the proof, you can email me and show it to me, there was none.
0: I'll continue. Of democracy. Yet, the resolve I saw in our elected leaders, when I returned to the Senate chamber that night, their resolve not to yield, but to certify the election. Their loyalty, not to party or person, but to the Constitution of the United States, that reflects its strength. And so, of course, does the heroism of the Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department, the National Guard, and other law enforcement officers who answered the call that day, including those who later succumbed to wounds both visible And invisible. Our thoughts are with all of the families who have lost a loved one. You know, I wonder. All one of them. All one family. January 6th come to be remembered in the years ahead.
2: Hopefully not. Will it
0: be remembered as a moment that accelerated the unraveling of the oldest, greatest democracy in the world?
2: Projecting. That is exactly what it's going to do not by the Republican or Trump supporters, it's by the Democrats. They're the ones who are going to use this moment to dismantle our system to get more power so they can remain there for as long as they possibly can. Period. They are projecting. Right there. Because what happened after all that? After January 6th, we all went back to our corners and said, well, this sucks. That whole situation sucked. I wish they hadn't done that, but they did. You know? But there's elections, are co- there's going to be the midterms and then the next president election. We'll get through it. Because that's what conservatives do. That's what we do. Period. I'll continue.
0: Or a moment when we, decided to secure and strengthen our democracy for generations to come. The American spirit is being tested. The our answer Democrats to whether we will meet that test resides where it always has resided in our country, with you, the people. And the work ahead will the not people. be easy. Here in this very building, A decision will be made about whether we uphold the right to vote and ensure free and fair elections. Let's be clear. We must pass the voting rights bills that are now before the Senate. And the American people must also do something more. We cannot sit on the sidelines. We must unite in defense of our democracy in order to form a more perfect union establish justice ensure
2: so right there she they just said they just they just laid out the game plan for you because of this situation we must pass this new voting bill which will do what pass on the powers that be to the federal government the federal government is not here to control the states. The federal government is here to assist the states when needed. The federal government was never intended to get too big or too out of hand, and giving them the right, the voting the the powers to be to vote for voting no, that's that's too big, too much and it should be that should be that should scare you so she's they're laying it out they're not going to waste this opportunity and i will hope that the senate will know better than to allow this to happen because if it does god help us oh. watch what the election cycle looks like for the next 10 years for the rest of our lives If this goes through, it'll be uncanny that Republicans never win an election anymore. That a libertarian will never win an election or green party or a conservative for that matter. You'll see it. But by the time that most people will see it, it'll be too late. Because the government has encroached on us a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. We've gotten to this point now where people have become complacent. Sheep nodding their heads. Whatever you say, sir. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't look beyond what's being told to them. They don't question the authority. They simply follow it. She's going to wrap this up, so let's just let her finish her speech.
0: Or, domestic tranquility. Yeah, Provide yeah. for the common... Defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our prosperity. When does that never happen? When does
2: it never happen? That
0: is the preamble of the Constitution that President Biden and I swore an oath to uphold and defend.
2: Cool. Don't do anything. And that
0: is the enduring promise of the United States of America. My fellow Americans, it is my honor to introduce a public servant yeah. with the character and fortitude <laughs> to meet this moment.
2: Okay, I'm 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 not talking ugh, enough. A leader. The ment- the fortitude to carry this on. Yeah, um that's interesting considering she was the one who was bashing him for being a racist in the primaries. But, you know, whatever. I guess all that goes out the window once he asks you to be his VP. Ugh. This is, I mean, yeah, it's politics, Dave. They were running against each other, I guess. But, you know, it's like you can't, in no world, can you go on stage into a public arena like that, where millions of people are watching, call the man a racist, and then and say he's just basically an awful person, and you, he doesn't deserve to be president? And then when he gets the nod to be the the presidential nominee, and he wants you to be his VP, you go, okay, <laughs> oh, don't worry about all those things I said. It was just a prize, just a debate. I didn't mean any of it. So you're a liar then. No, no, no! That's not what I mean. So you, you, you lied about all how you felt about that. Were you? So you were manipulating people in the way they feel. You're being manipulative, of your voters, your base. No, 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 no! It it was just a debate. (laughs) Awkward laugh. (laughs) That's who she is. She's fake. Everybody knows she's fake. You can't trust a single thing she says because she'll say one thing in one minute, and then the next thing, she changes her entire speech so she could fit in with the group that she's trying to get into. God, if she became president, if, if Biden had to step down for any reason and she became president, oh my Lord, we'd be so messed up, we'd be screwed. Oh, she's spineless, man. And believe me, that speech was full of
1: crap. All right, let's roll into Biden. Let's see what old Joey has to say. Madam Vice President... Our fellow Americans, state the obvious. State the obvious. One year ago today, in this sacred place, democracy was attacked. No, it wasn't. Simply attacked. The will of the people was under assault. The Constitution, our Constitution, faced the the gravest of threats. Outnumbered in the face of the brutal attack. The Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department, the National Guard.
2: Oh, no, no. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me let me let me, let me let, let, me let him finish that.
1: Another brave law enforcement officials saved the rule of law.
2: The National Guard, who, by the way, was requested for that day, was denied. They didn't show up till I think the later that day or the day after. So don't include them, Joe Biden. And by the way, your Capitol Police... They let these protesters in. They were waving them into the building. Mm-hmm. You don't believe me? <gasps> David, they didn't do that. Yes, they did. I watched it on C-SPAN. You can find the video, maybe, unless Google yanked it down. I'm sure Fox News might have it. Who knows? I don't know. But it happened. They let them in. The The Capitol Police, who have PTSD now. The two, by the way, out of all the other ones. The other ones are great. Just those two guys. They're the only ones. But they let them in. Okay? And the National Guard was denied. They were denied for that day. They didn't show up until afterwards.
1: Our democracy held. That's the first lie, by the way. We, the people, endured. We, the people, prevailed. The people. For the first time in our history, a president had not just lost an election, he tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power as a violent mob breached the Capitol. No, he didn't. In no way
2: he didn't. There's no evidence that he had any hand in the Capitol attacks. He had nothing to do with it. He said to go protest at the Capitol. He didn't say go into the Capitol. You can say, well, what's the difference? And there's a huge difference there. A huge difference. He did not try to prevent the peaceful transfer of power because once those protests were over, the peaceful the peaceful transfer of power happened it went down so no he did not he used the legal system because he didn't like the outcome of the election you could say that because that's what he did he used every power legally in his and in in his in his power to do he used it all that's all he did nothing more nothing less. You can't, there's no proof otherwise.
1: But they failed. They failed. They failed.
2: you notice that this is the only time that Biden's ever coherent when he speaks? is when he's bashing Trump. They failed. The man couldn't put two sentences together like two days ago, but th- this speech is one of the most clearest. They probably injected him with something. They had to have.
1: This day of remembrance, we must make sure that such attack never, never Happens again. I agree with that. I'm speaking to you today from Statuary Hall in the United States Capitol. In case you didn't know. This is where the House of Representatives met for 50 years in the decades leading up to the Civil War. This is on this floor it's where a young congressman of Illinois, Abraham Lincoln, sat at desk 191. Above him, above us, over that door leading into the rotunda is a sculpture depicting Cleo, the muse of history. In her hands, an open book in which she records the events taking place in this chamber below. Cleo stood watch over this hall one year ago today, as she has for more than 200 years. She recorded what took place.
2: Fun fact, it's Miss Cleo, the uh, psychic,
1: by the way. The real history, the real facts, the real truth, the facts and the truth that Vice President Harris just shared, and that you and I and the whole world saw with our own eyes. The Bible tells us that. Well, hold on. That we shall know the truth, and the truth shall make us free.
2: I would be very careful, Joe, quoting scripture on a national stage because my friend, especially that one. I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, it's, it's laughable. I mean, the sweet irony that he would quote, the truth will set you free when this man has done nothing but lie and deceive his entire career. The guy is, is swarmy folks. I don't care if you like Trump or not. This has nothing to do with him. This is all about Biden. Joe Biden was a racist. He said a lot of racist comments. He aligned himself with prominent figures in the Ku Klux Klan. He is not a good person. And as of late, from what we found out, he's aligned himself with countries like Ukraine and made deals where him and his son has profited from it. And I'm pretty sure he's aligned himself and sold himself out to China. This is a man who lies and deceives on a regular basis. And then he has the audacity to quote scripture. Well, my friend, Mr. Biden, God tells us that those who preach and speak the gospel will be held to a much higher account than those who don't. So you better make sure that if you're going to preach the gospel, if you're going to quote scripture, you better make sure you're living by it because you will be judged far more than those who aren't by God. So you better be ready for it. Just saying. And furthermore, we saw it with our own eyes. You're right, I did. I saw it on C-SPAN as it was happening. I happened to take the day off that day. I remember it very clearly. I was sitting in my living room, watching this event unfold. And I saw, with my own two eyes, with no narration, by the way, which was what was great about C-SPAN, there was no narration. And what I saw... Was people going to the Capitol, protesting on the stairs of the Capitol. I think that's fine. You want to climb on the Capitol stairs and protest so they can hear you? By all means. It was a heck of a sight. American flags everywhere. People chanting. It was crazy. Then somebody let them inside. Those somebody were Capitol Police. They were waving them in. They let them through a side door. And they let them through the front door. Into the rotunda. That's a shocker. Okay, here we go. I can't believe what I'm seeing. They're actually inside the Capitol. What's going to happen? I wondered. It was almost exciting, like watching a movie. I couldn't believe my eyes. Then, what I what I continued to see was people walking around, taking selfies, doing what appeared to be Facebook lives. Their phones were up, smiling and laughing and taking pictures of all the statues. They looked like tourists. Many of them were single filing, walk, single filing, walking down the rotunda in between the ropes where the, where the politicians walk in and out. They were actually walking in a line as if they were tourists. Eventually, they would break out from that line and walk around the rotunda to take photos. That's how it started. Eventually, it did get out of hand. More people got in. We would later find out that some of those people were, in fact, BLM and Antifa people. They had prominent TikToks and Facebooks that showed them at those riots, and some of them even admitted to being uh, fake Trump supporters. They went to a corner shop, bought some Trump gear, and then got in on the rally. Some of those people caused property damage. They broke a window, and then one of those women got shot and killed. Nobody had weapons. Nobody had any guns. Nonetheless, they should never have went into that Capitol, period. Nobody's ever going to... You're never going to hear me say they should have went in there. No, they shouldn't have. And in fact, they're lucky they didn't receive further defense from the police. It could have been far worse for those protesters. I'm really surprised that the Buffalo man was able to walk down into the into the Capitol to the podium where Nancy Pelosi would sit or stand and just sit there and the Capitol police were like, um, sir, can you, can you get out of here, please? You know, this is a, this is a sacred place. You know, it's funny when the, um, you hear the the security guard, he's kind of like putting his hand out and he's telling the Buffalo guy, sir, can you please get out of here? Cause this is this, you're not supposed to be here very calmly. Can you just leave? And then he has, he says, this is a sacred place. And the thing that came to my mind was that scene in Batman, the dark Knight rises with Bane and the guy in wall street, Bane's attacking wall street. And the guy's like, this is wall street. There's no money here. And he's like, and he goes, really? Then why are you people here? And that's exactly the line I thought when that guy was like, this is, sir, you're not supposed to be here. This is sacred ground. And I wanted the Buffalo man so badly to around and be like, really? Then why are you people here? That would have been fantastic. Anyway, I digress. Let's continue.
1: We shall know the truth.
2: The truth is what I so just told you.
1: God's truth. You can look it up. About January 6th. God's truth,
2: by the way. 21. Bold, bold, th- bold Close words. Close your eyes.
1: Go back to that day.
2: Okay, I'm closing them.
1: What do you see? I see. Rioters rampaging. Waving for the first time inside this capital. Confederate flags that symbolize the cause to destroy America.
2: Um. I saw more American flags and Trump flags. I, there may have been some Confederate flags in that group, but if there were, they were very far and few.
1: To rip us apart.
2: Not enough to be significant. That's my point. I watched it. I didn't see those.
1: Even during the Civil War, that never, ever happened. But it happened here.
2: It would have. If the, if the South had made their way to Washington, believe me, there would be no capital.
1: In 2021... What else do you see? A mob breaking windows, kicking one window, kicking in doors, breaching the Capitol. American flags on poles being used as weapons, as spears. No. Fire stingers being thrown at the heads of police officers.
2: No, that's a lie. A
1: crowd. The per-
2: that's in fact that's the that's the lie that was told. Uh, the police officer that died of the heart attack. The the lie was these these protesters beat him with a fire extinguisher and he would later succumb to his wounds and die that was determined to be a lie in fact i don't even know where that story came from but there it is there's there's more lies remember this is god's truth right god's truth coming from the president of the united states he's already lied how many times three or four times
1: professes their love for law enforcement assaulted those police officers
2: show me the videos show me the videos where they were assaulting them with fire extinguishers or at all, really, because from what I saw, the police officers stood back and were like, no, no, no. Now, the Capitol, uh, the Secret Service, if they will, I don't know what their proper name is, but the, the ones that were behind the doors with guns pulled pointed at the ha- – now, those guys meant business. They weren't playing around, and that's why one of them shot the, the young lady. But there were SWAT teams with with fully automatic rifles on the stairs standing next to protesters doing nothing, and the protesters were doing nothing to them.
1: Dragged them sprayed them stomped on them
2: sprayed on the only people that got sprayed were protesters
1: Over hundred and forty police officers were injured We all heard the I police officers that. who were there that day testify to what happened one officer called it quote a mid medieval battle And that he was more afraid that day than he was fighting the war in Iraq I really doubt
2: that. They've repeatedly asked since that. I have friends who fought in Iraq. I have a cousin that fought in Ramadi. And I really don't believe that. Unless he was like, he must have been a water buffalo guy. Like he must have been a, he must have worked on the base and never left the wire. Because I know guys that fought in Iraq and it was hell. Anyway, nothing like what happened in January 6th. Again, a slap in the face to the veterans who were there in Iraq, who fought in Iraq. And you're comparing this moment to that moment. My cousin saw his friends get shot in the chest by snipers. And you're comparing that crap to this?
1: Insulting. That day, how dare anyone, anyone, diminish, belittle, or deny the hell they were put through? How
2: dare you, Mr President?
1: We saw with our own eyes. Rioters menace these halls, threatening the life of the Speaker of the House.
2: Who, by the way, was not there. She was escorted promptly out of the building, nowhere to be found, hidden. Who, when? Then she returned three hours later to finish up the election. Uh, sec- that That's what happened. But, I, but again.
1: Literally erecting gallows to hang the vice president of the United States of America. What did we not see?
2: I didn't see that. We didn't
1: see a former president who had just rallied the mob to attack. Sitting in the private dining room off the Oval Office in the White House, watching it all on television. What was he supposed to do?
2: Physically go down there and stop them? What what was he supposed to do? Go get in his motorcade and drive down to the Capitol where there was an active protest going on?
1: And doing nothing for hours.
2: Just like you did nothing from your basement while many cities burned to the ground.
1: As police were assaulted, lives at risk, the nation's capital under siege.
2: Under siege.
1: This wasn't a group of tourists. They were acting this like it. This armed Most insurrection. Of them. Armed? Armed with what? They weren't looking to uphold the will of the people. They were looking to deny the will of the people.
2: It's interesting. He says they're armed. They were never armed. They weren't armed with anything. Okay, they had flags. They were using American flags as spears. Maybe they were. I didn't see that when I watched this unfold live with my own two eyes. But you had Capitol Police with with handguns and fully automatic rifles, pepper spray, riot shields, the whole kit and caboodle there. You outgunned these protesters completely. If you wanted to, you could have massacred them. And you didn't. So I'm confused. They were never armed. He's lying to us again. What is it, like five or six now?
1: They were looking to uphold. They weren't looking to hold a free and fair election. They were looking to overturn one. They were looking to save the cause of America. They were looking to subvert the Constitution. This isn't about being bogged down in the past. Oh, is it not really? It's about making sure the past is buried. <laughs> That's the only way forward.
2: The only way forward is to take a bad situation and turn it into a prosperous one for our party. That's the only way forward. I'm not trying to dig up the past and talk more about Trump because really at the end of the day, it's all I have. I don't have the ability to really come up with good policy. (laughs) Quite frankly, I don't even know where I am. But I'm very good at bringing up Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. He's bad. Oh, and by the way, insurrection, violence. (laughs) Now we must pass radical laws so that we can
1: control you. That's what great nations do. They don't bury the truth. They face up to it. Democrats alter the truth, truth. clearly. They face up to it. We are a great nation. My fellow Americans, in life there's truth. And tragically, there are lies. Lies conceived and spread for profit and power. We must be absolutely clear about what is true and Mm. what is a lie.
2: He's projecting. Here we go.
1: And here's the truth. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election.
2: Let me tell you something, folks. Biden does this a lot. You'll know when Biden is lying because he'll say, this is the truth. Hear me out, folks. I'm telling you, I'm shooting with you straight. I always promise to shoot straight with you. No one who tells the truth, nobody who has integrity, or for that matter has always had integrity, or has always been thought of as someone who tells the truth, has to say that. People, when they listen to you, assume you are telling the truth. The only reason why someone would ever assume that you're lying is that if it's an obvious lie, because they know, or you have lied a lot in the past and you are no longer trustworthy. Another option would be that they are trying to manipulate you. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. I'm telling you. Listen to me. I know the truth. This is the truth. It's a facts, man. Come on, man. He does this because he knows it's not. Because he knows he's full of it. Because if you did watch this with your own two eyes, you'd see, yeah, there were some bad characters there that day. Some people did some bad stuff. And guess what? They're all in jail. And they're all being prosecuted, as they should be, because they broke the law. And anybody that entered that Capitol building should be should go to jail because they broke the law. They should be held accountable. But the, what they describe this day as, you would think that a group a large group of armed with assault rifles or whatever they like to call them went in there methodically took over the capital and got ready to take out politicians and it never happened it was never that way it was an unorganized protest these people clearly never probably had any intention of ever even going into the capital but then when they were let in they're like here we are it was clearly
1: it was it was ridiculous i'll (laughs) He's done so because he values power over principle because he sees his own interest. It's funny that the man who, who says that is the guy who's almost 80 years
2: old who ran for president. You're telling me that there was nobody else that could have ran against Trump? This is a guy that that he claims this other guy wants power over principle? Biden, the only reason you're in office right now is, f- is because you're holding on to power because your family income relies on you being in DC. And they're carting you out while you're drooling from your bottom lip because you can barely keep it together because you're an old man. And I'm not trying to make light of it and make fun of his situation. Something clearly happened to him. I personally think he had a stroke. I don't think he has dementia. I think he had a stroke. It's the signs and the symptoms of a a person who had a stroke. He slurs his words a lot. He's slow, he's sluggish, but he's still there. He said, they're enough, but not quite. And those are very much the symptoms of a stroke. Look at his face. It sags a little bit. His smile has changed from when he was much, from from four or five years ago. His smile's different. It's a little sluggish, almost like it slumped a little. I think he had a stroke. They'll never tell you he did. They'll hide it. They would do the same thing for Trump. They would hide it. Because you don't want people in power of other countries thinking Biden's weak. But they're doing, you can't hide this. I'm not trying to say anything. He has no business being a president. He's too old. He's too frail, too slow, not sharp. However, he's given a hell of a speech right now. I will give him credit. His speech is sharp and on point right now. I don't know where this came from. I don't know how much drugs he took before he did this speech. Well, the presidents don't take drugs. Look at the Kennedys. The Kennedys took uppers all the time.
1: It's more important than his country's interest, than America's interest.
2: And How can you say that when his entire policy, Trump's entire policy, was putting America first? His entire policy was America first. Always. That's why he got so many votes, because he, he brought jobs back. His policies, his laws, his ideas were always to put Americans, all Americans, and America as a whole, as a nation, first.
1: Because his bruised ego...
0: It matters
1: more to him than our democracy or our Constitution. He can't accept he lost. Even though that's what 93 United States senators, his own attorney general, his own vice president, governors and state officials in every battleground state have all said he lost. That's what 81 million of you did as you voted for a new way forward. He has done what no president in American history, the history of this country has ever, ever done. He refused to accept the results of an election and the will of the American people.
2: Yeah, because he felt that it was fraudulent and he was well within his right to challenge it. And he did it through the legal process. There was nothing wrong with what he did. Maybe he said some things that he shouldn't have said, but everything he did was through the legal system, Mr. President. And furthermore, we have 17 more minutes of this speech. I'm not going to finish it. I don't think I will.
1: Well, some courageous men and women in the Republican Party are standing this against This is too it, long. Trying to uphold the principle of that party. Too many others are transforming that party into something else. They seem no longer to want to be the party. The party of Lincoln. The party
2: that tows a line and follows what Democrats tell them to. The party that just kind of sits back and goes, hey... We're pretending to go against Democrats, but really we're just in this game together. Mm-hmm. That party, the party that's going against the grain.
1: Eisenhower, Reagan, the Bushes.
2: Eisenhower would smack you in the face and there'd but be nothing you could do about it. whatever my other
1: disagreements are with Republicans who support the rule of law and not the rule of a single man, I will always seek to work together with them to find shared solutions where possible. Because we have a shared belief, in-
2: as long as the solutions are my solutions, well, not my solutions, but the people who tell me the solutions, you know, come on, man.
1: In democracy, then anything is possible, anything. And so at this moment, we must decide what kind of nation are we going to be? Are we going to be a nation that accepts political violence as a norm?
2: They're telling you something here. Listen.
1: Are we going to be a nation where we allow partisan election officials to overturn the legally expressed will of the people? Are we going to be a nation that lives not by the light of the truth, but in the shadow of lies? We cannot allow ourselves to be that kind of nation. The way forward is to recognize the truth and to live by it. He's right.
2: It is, but remember, he's not telling the, the truth. The big lie
1: being told by the former president and many Republicans who <laughs> fear his wrath is that the insurrection in this country actually took place on Election Day, November 3rd, 2020. Think about that. In case you forgot what the election day was. Is that what you thought?
2: No, well, is depends. that what you
1: thought when you voted that day? Not when Taking I voted, part but that night. In insurrection, Is that what you thought you were doing? Or did you think you were carrying out your highest duty as a citizen and voting?
2: No, we voted, and then a bunch of ballots that were unverifiable managed to make their way in in the middle of the night, and then nobody followed up on it. And then they later found out, yeah, you know what, there were a lot of ballots here that were unsigned, unverifiable, uh, didn't meet the standard to which they would be approved. And, you know, we kind of got this wrong, which is why a lot of states are now changing their laws on mail-in ballot voting there, Mr. President. So, yeah, there's a lot of people who feel like maybe they got cheated. Because it's hard to believe that you, who's, who, a, a demented old man, sorry, not demented, uh, a, an old man who, uh, who ran from his basement, who could barely even have a, could put two speeches together, managed to gather more votes than Obama, the most liked person in the United States, the most liked man, Obama, you managed to get way more votes than he did. And then on top of that, Donald Trump managed to get more votes from minorities than he did in the previous election, something that is unheard of. So somehow Trump managed to get more of the minority vote, uh, which is unusual and unheard of, but he did. And then you managed to get more votes than any other president in history. And the, the margins weren't even close. Or they were close. You always just seem to just beat Trump in the major key battleground states. So yeah, sorry if I'm a little skeptical. Sorry if I woke up the next day and went, What the heck? I went to bed and he was Trump was winning and now by a lot, now all of a sudden he's getting smoked. So forgive us if we're a little bit skeptical. Sorry, if, if maybe if Michelle Obama had ran. And she won by that margin. I probably could believe it. And I go, okay, it's Michelle Obama. She's the second most liked person in America next to her husband. Of course, that was a long time ago. That may have changed. But those were the stats at the time when he ran. I could believe it then. But I don't believe it for you, dude. You're a two-time loser as a president. You never even made it past the primaries. No one ever liked you. You were the most unlikable politician in, in, in D.C., one of, not the, but one of the unlikable. And yet you managed to get more votes? No. Sorry. And the evidence that was being presented was never fully looked into, so we'll never know. You got your wish.
1: Former presidential supporters are trying to rewrite history. No, we're they not. They want you to see election day as the day of insurrection. Not really. And the riot that took place here on January 6th has... No, we don't.
2: We do not want you to look at the, the election. They may have, some people have may have said that, but the majority of us people, us conservative voters, want you to look at that day and go, there was things that went wrong. And we need to fix those things so it doesn't happen again. Nobody should ever feel like they were cheated on either side of the votes. Nobody should. So we have to make sure that our system or our our checks and balances are in place to prohibit cheating or the appearance of cheating? Is it so much to ask that someone presents an ID when they go to vote? Is it so much to ask that when you have a mail-in ballot that that person has to, one, actually request it because a lot of people got them that didn't request it, and two, actually sign it? There are Democrats that are proposing voting laws where people can sign your, your voting slip and mail it for you by proxy. Do you not think that that could be, that something could go wrong there? Oh, don't worry, Mr. S- Mister and Mrs. Smith. I'll take these ballots for you, and we'll sign them, and we'll send them off for you. No problem. You don't worry about a thing. Oh, it looks like here you voted for Trump. Okay, well, cool. that's great. Good for you. Throw those in the shredder, or let me just change it. And it very easily could happen the other way around. Oh, well, there, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it looks like you voted for Biden. Okay, well, here, let me just throw that away. The point of the matter is, is we want fair elections. And not only do we want fair elections, we want them to be obviously fair. We want them to appear to at least be fair. This was completely on the other end of that. It's so visibly dis- disturbing. And what's funny about it is that you get chastised for even for even questioning it. How dare you? How dare you assume that there was fraud? Well, why not? Look at all these. Look at all this evidence that was, but no, you're just crazy. You're one of those QAnon people. I don't, I don't even know who QAnon really is. Really? You know how many friends I lost because of this election cycle on January 6th? People who unfriended me on Facebook and never talked to me again, blocked me out of their lives? The gentleman that I had on my podcast last year, Antoine, blocked me on Facebook and stopped talking to me and my wife simply because I said it wasn't an insurrection. He unfriended me. He's, I can't handle you, pe- I can't handle you, Trump people anymore. Okay, that is the pro that is the product of someone who doesn't see the world with their own eyes; they see the world through the lens of what the media and the propaganda machine is showing them, and it destroys the friendships and relationships, and it's unfortunate. But I'm going to stand up and say, "Look, this this looks fishy to me. Why am I not allowed to question it?" Show me proof that you didn't cheat. You ever notice that the Democrats brought nothing to the table? You ever notice that Biden never brought anything to the table? CNN, their lawyers, Trump's lawyers and their team brought a lot. Steven Crowder from Louder with Crowder had quite a bit of evidence. Proof, physical proof that addresses on ballots were not even real addresses. They never brought anything to the table to prove otherwise. They told us to shut up and sit in the corner. You lost. How dare you question this election? Stacey Abrams had no problem questioning the election when she ran for governor. She qu- continues to question it. She continues to say that she won that election. In fact, she, the Democratic Party announced her as the governor of Georgia. That's interesting because the last time I checked, the governor is dropped Brian Kemp. She had no evidence to prove otherwise. And yet here she is marching to beating her drum. I'm supposed to be governor. And she'll run again. And they're mad because Georgia changed the election laws. So she's not going to be able to cheat like her senator friends did in the last election. So why do you think they're mad? There's nobody being restricted to vote. They're just making it harder to cheat. And it's obvious. And it's pissing off Democrats. Because dead people voting Democrat isn't enough anymore.
1: It's a true expression of the will of the people. Can you think of a more twisted way to look at this country, to look at America? I cannot. Here's the truth. Here it goes. The election of 2020... Here's the truth again. ...was the greatest demonstration of democracy in the history of this country. Because I won. More of you voted in that election than have ever voted in all of American history. Over a 100... And 50 million Americans went to the polls and voted that day in a pandemic. Some at re- great risk to their lives. They should no, be because applied, there was mail in balloting. Not so no, not at all. Right now, in state after state, new laws are being written, not to protect the vote, but to deny it. No evidence of that. Not only to suppress the vote, nope. but to subvert it. Nope. Not to strengthen and protect our democracy, but because the former president lost, instead of looking at the election results from 2020 and saying they need new... I would love it if
2: someone could stop him and be like, can you give us some information on how that's how they are stopping the vote, how they are preventing people from voting or up, up, uphold, or upending our democracy, sir? Mr. President, could you give us some examples of that without, you know, without just saying it, right? Because he does that a lot. I mean, all politicians do it, but he's doing it all the time. Give us an example. How is the laws that have just passed in my state of Georgia preventing people from voting and destroying our democracy? Which, by the way, we're not a democracy; we're a constitutional republic. So that's another thing. Democrats always like to say we're a democracy. This isn't
1: a democracy; it's a republic.
2: There's a difference
1: ideas, or better ideas, to win more votes, the former president and his supporters have decided the only way for them to win is to suppress your vote and subvert our elections. It's wrong. It's undemocratic. And frankly, it's un-American. The second big lie being told by the former president and his supporters is that the results of the election of 2020 can't be trusted. The truth is that no election, no election in American history has been more closely scrutinized or more carefully counted. Every legal challenge questioning the results. Yep. In every court in this country that could have been made, was made and was rejected. Correct. So what are you complaining about? Often rejected by Republican appointed judges, including judges appointed by the former president himself, mm-hmm. from state court to the United States Supreme Court. Yep. Recounts were undertaken in state after state. All legal. Georgia. All constitutional. Georgia. counted its results three times, with one recount by hand. Phony partisan audits were undertaken long after the election in several states. None changed the results.
2: So then, why are you here?
1: And in some ways, the the margin of victory actually grew slightly.
2: Okay, then. You won. Trump used the legal and the constitutional system, and yet you still won. So, why are you on the podium right now?
1: So, let's speak plainly about what happened in 2020. (laughs) Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. He built his lie over months. Wasn't based on any facts. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext to cover for the truth. He's not just a former president, he's a defeated former president.
2: You like that? It's like he's sticking the dagger in Trump right there. <laughs> you lost. Remember, I ran on, I'm going to be the president of unity, I'm going to unify America. I'm not going to be the president of division like Trump. I'm going to unify everybody. Yeah, this is a very unifying speech. Real bring them all, bring the troops together kind of speech right here, Biden. Golly, dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, for real. Defeated by a margin of over 7 million of your votes in a full and free and fair election. There is simply zero proof the election results are inaccurate. In fact, that's not in true, actually every venue.
2: It may not have had enough votes to overturn it, but there was definitely proof of fraud. Everybody a lot of the states admitted it.
1: Where evidence had to be produced, an oath to tell the truth had to be taken. The you former still president failed to make his case. Just think about this. The think former about it. president and his supporters have never been able to explain.
2: What Biden doesn't realize, because he, he just said the former president, and his supporters. That's like 75, 78 million Americans. What Biden fails to realize is that Trump got more votes than most regular presidents in a normal election get who win an election that year. It's one of the reasons why everybody's scratching their head, like, how did he lose? He got more votes than normal. So when Biden goes on here and makes these very partisan, divisive speeches, which is what he's doing. It's so ironic, by the way, that Trump was the divider-in-chief, and Biden is this you know, unity-in-chief. But yet, when you listen to a Trump speech, Trump says, as Americans, we can do anything together. We're America. We're strong. We're full of the, the greatest people on earth. And blah, blah, blah. It's always... Americans in America coming together. He may say some jabs about Democrats, his Democratic foes, which is normal, completely fine. They're they're his, that's politics. But Biden doesn't just attack Trump in this speech. Listen, he's attacking Trump and his supporters. So he's attacking over 70 million voters. But he's supposed to be the unifying president, a person of peace. He's going to end all the chaos that we went through in the last four years before him. Except he's not doing that. He's further inciting the flame. I'll let this finish up because we've got to get through it. We're, almost, we're running very long today.
1: How do they accept as accurate the other election results that took place on November 3rd? The elections for governor, United States Senate, House of Representatives, elections which they closed the gap in the House. They challenged none of that. President's name was first. Then we went down the line. Governors, Senators, House Representatives. <laughs> Somehow those results are accurate on the same ballot. But the presidential race was flawed. And on the same ballot. The st-
2: That's because the only one challenging it was the president. That's why they were only looking into
1: that. Same day cast by the same voters? The only difference, the former president didn't lose those races. He just lost the one that was his own. Finally, the third big lie being told by a former president and supporters is that the mob who sought to impose their will through violence are the nation's true patriots.
2: Some of them are. Not all is of them. That Some thought? of them.
1: When you looked at the mob ransacking the Capitol, Destroying property, literally defecating in the hallways. Where's
2: the evidence of that? Rifling
1: through the desks of senators.
2: Who would have been able to pull their pants down and take a shit without someone stopping him? I mean, honestly.
1: I mean, give me a break.
2: And you know the thing is nobody's going to fact check that. And there's going to be no way you can Google it. There's going to be no way you can go, did
1: someone shit in the halls of the Capitol? Here's the representatives hunting down members of Congress. Who were not in the building. Patriots? Not in my view. No, not at all. To me, the true patriot... Unless
2: it's Black Lives Matter and they're burning down a coals. Then they're the best patriots. I personally think that. <laughs> I personally believe that the best patriots are the ones that rob a target. I mean, after all, their name is Target. I mean, they're asking for it, am I right? <laughs> Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Where am I again? I, I, I don't know.
1: It's for the more than 150 Americans who peacefully expressed their vote at the ballot box. The election workers who protected the integrity of the vote. And the heroes who defended this capital. The ones that let them in. You can't love your country only when you win. You can't obey the law only when it's convenient. Yeah. Tell that to your buddies you can't be over at Antifa. When you embrace and enable lies, those who stormed this capital.
2: He is literally he literally just described his base. The ones that got on their knees and screamed at the top of their lungs when Trump was inaugurated, and the ones that burned down buildings. Oh, by the way, the ones that protested the day of the inauguration when Trump when there was a peaceful transfer of power, the argument you'll hear people say is there wasn't, a tran- there wasn't a peaceful transfer of power because of the protests on January 6th. Well, if that was the case, then there wasn't one four years ago, well, in this case, five years ago now, when Trump was inaugurated. Because guess what? There were some pretty violent protests the day of that inauguration. I know because I was trapped in the damn mall because of them. The security had trapped people in the mall to keep them safe because there was cars on fire. Yeah. Oh, everybody forgets about that. It's like it's like everybody suddenly woke up and went, Oh, look what these people are doing. They're they're storming the Capitol. They're such awful people. Never mind what happened in the last six months, or for that matter, four years ago.
1: And those who instigated and incited, and those who called on them to do so held a dagger at the throat of America. Yeah. And American democracy. They didn't come here out of patriotism or principle. They came here in rage. Not in service of America, but rather in service of one man. Those who incited the mob, the real plotters who were desperate to deny the certification of this election and defy the will of the voters. But their plot was foiled. Congressmen, Democrats, Republicans stayed Senators, representatives, staff. They finished their work the Constitution demanded. They honored their oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Look, folks, <clears throat> uh, now it's up to all of us to we, the people, the people, to stand for the rule of law. Okay. To preserve the flame of democracy. I agree. Republic. To keep the promise of America alive. Yes. The promise is at risk. Targeted by the forces that value brute strength over the sanctity of democracy.
2: Yeah. The Keep in mind, this is a guy of the party that cancels you. They'll ruin your life. They'll shut you up and they'll burn your business down if you don't step in line, if you don't get in line.
1: Fear over hope. The fear. Personal gain over public good. Mm hmm. Make no mistake about it.
2: Personal gain over public good. This is coming from the guy that sold out America so he could line him and his brother, his son's pockets.
1: We're living at an inflection point in history.
2: Yes, we Both are. At
1: home and abroad, mm. we're engaged anew in a struggle between democracy and autocracy. Here he is. Between the aspirations of the many <clears throat> and the greed of the few.
2: <laughs>
1: between the people's right of self-determination. And the self seeking autocrat. Who might that be, Joe? From China. Oh, to China. Russia and beyond. Your friends. They're betting the democracy's days are numbered. It's nothing new. They've actually told me democracy is too slow, too bogged down by division to succeed in today's rapidly changing, complicated world.
2: Our government and our country is successful because one side is always challenging the other there's always checks and balances. Joe Biden is projecting. I use that word a lot because it's what they do. They're essentially throwing the brick through their own business's window and then blaming you for throwing the brick. That's what they're doing. So when he talks about that this is the moment in history where we have to stand up against an an you know an autocrat Well, the only ones who are demanding more power right now are the Democrats. They're the ones who are wanting to pass legislation right now that will give the federal government more power. The Republicans aren't doing that. The Libertarians aren't doing it. The Green Party and anybody else isn't doing it. So ask yourself, how is it that Joe Biden can come up to this podium and tell you that we're at a crossroads, that if you don't get behind his agenda, that we're going to lose to an autocrat? Well, who's the autocrat? The only one who's in presidential power is him. And right now, the Democrats control the House and the Senate. So who is going to be the autocrat? Certainly not Trump, because when Trump finally when Trump realized that he was not going to be able to legally get uh, overturn the election, he stepped down. Sure, he hasn't gone away because he's planning on running again. Everybody knows it. But furthermore, You're a year into your presidency, and you are still talking about Trump. Can you imagine being a person, like just imagine you right now, being able to get under somebody's skin so badly that a year later, after you've walked out of that person's life, they are still talking about you. Trump is so embedded in their minds because you know why? Because he scares the ever-living heck out of these people. Because that good old boy club I was telling you about earlier, Trump doesn't go with it. Trump's rich. Trump has his own motives, no doubt. But Trump loves America. He's always loved America. He's been saying the same thing now. and He said it 30 years ago when it wasn't so unpopular to love this country. The days when he was on the cover of magazines for good things, not just being president and being called a racist, but he's not. He's there, he can't be bought, he has no interest in being a part of their club. He doesn't like those people, and they don't like him because he is a disruptor. He doesn't get in line. People in D.C. who do not get in line get pushed out, plain and simple. Think about it. On both sides, Republican and Democrat, think about how many Republicans, too. God, they were in power for so many years. And it just seemed like they never really were ones who fought against the Democrats. They just kind of were like, oh, well, we lost that one. I guess we'll just get them next time. (laughs) Oh, shucks. There goes a little bit more of our freedoms and taxes just went up. We're going to spend some more money. I'm supposed to be the party of conservatives and and less spending, but I just passed a bill that will allow us to spend even more money we don't have. They're part of the problem, too. So many of those guys are. It's a system. and They're playing you and I. As we speak, they want us to be at against each other's odds. They want you to hate Trump supporters. and They want Trump supporters to hate Democrats
1: so they can keep doing their business in D.C. It's plain and simple. And they're betting. They're betting. They're betting America will become more like them and well, less like us.
2: Because we are under your policies. The betting
1: in America is a place for the autocrat, the dictator, the strong man. No. I do not believe that. That is not who we are. That is not who we have ever been. Then don't. And that is not-
2: then do not pass. Do not promote policy that raises up the power of the federal government. Do not pass the voting bill that gives the federal government the power over the election. Do not do it. Do not do it. If what you're saying right now is true, then you will not pass those that bill. Period. You will not end the filibuster.
1: Period. Who we should ever, ever be. <clears throat> Our founding <clears throat> fathers, as imperfect as they were.
2: Oh, you want to talk about some other people smacking you in the face? An experiment
1: that changed the world, literally changed the world here in America.
2: By the way, with a real insurrection, let me add, they had guns. The people on January 6th didn't. Nobody got killed on your side of the of,
1: of the line. The people would the rule. Power would be transferred peacefully, which it did. Never at the tip of a spear or the barrel of a gun. Never happened. They committed paper an idea that couldn't live up to. They couldn't live up to, but an idea that couldn't be constrained. Yes. Yes, in America, all people are created equal. You didn't it's funny, Joe, you didn't
2: think that about thirty or forty years ago. And probably still don't today, secretly. You're you've always been kind of a racist.
1: We'll Rejected you.
2: And and I actually have proof that he's a racist. So you, you can say that Trump's a racist and then when I ask for your proof, you say, well he said all Mexicans are bad people. Um actually he never said that. And if you go look at the video, he says that illegal aliens coming in through our southern border are bad people. He had a list of all the rapists, drug drug dealers, and he goes, and I imagine some of them are good people. Some of them are. But most of them are drug addicts, drug dealers, rapists, murderers, and thugs. He never mentioned a race. He just said people coming in from the southern border. Well, who do you think is coming in from the southern border, Dave? There's going to be Mexicans and Hispanics. Not true. Al Qaeda actually snuck in and was caught coming through our southern border. So it's more than just Mexicans and Hispanics. You racist for thinking that. Anyway, I digress. Go on, Mr. racist Joe Biden.
1: That if you if you succeed, I fail. Mm. If you get ahead, I fall behind. If I hold you down, I somehow lift myself up. That's the Democrat way. Former president who lies it's about the this communist election. way and the mob that attacked this capital mm-hmm. could not be further away from the core American values. I'd actually, make, want to rule?
2: I'd actually make the argument that they're pretty damn on par because do we not remember the Boston Tea Party? Well, listen, the Boston Tea Party was not a good moment for the founders. But nonetheless, riots and mobs are very much ingrained in the American society.
1: Or they will ruin. Not Ruined saying it was a good thing. Fought for Lexington and Conc-
2: I'm not saying that it was a good thing.
1: At Gettysburg, and Omaha Beach, Seneca Falls... Some Alabama. Mm. What and what we are fighting for? What did
2: you fight the for, The right
1: Jay? to vote. <laughs> the right to govern ourselves.
2: Yes, govern ourselves. Oh, jeez. Has been moved. I'm smashing buttons here. Yes, the, <laughs> that's how angry I am. Just yes, the right to vote. The right to govern ourselves. The right to keep the federal government off our back. You want to get further on our back
1: right to determine our own destiny Mm. with rights come responsibilities responsibility to see each other as neighbors maybe we disagree with that neighbor but they're not an adversary responsibility to accept defeat then get back in the arena and try again the next time to make your case responsibility to see which is what trump is probably going to do i hope you're ready that America is an idea. An idea requires vigilant stewardship. As we stand here today, one year since January 6, 2021, the lies that drove the anger and madness we saw in this place, they have not abated. So we have to be firm, resolute, and unyielding in our defense of the right to vote and to have that vote counted. Some have already made the ultimate sacrifice in this sacred effort. Jill and I have mourned police officers in this Capitol Rotunda, not once but twice in the wake of January 6th.
2: Those police officers did not die from the acts or the events of January 6th. He is going to lie again for like the 10th time. I think we're on lie number 10.
1: Once to honor Officer Brian Sicknick, who lost his life the day after the attack. And to a heart Second attack. time to honor Officer Billy Evans, who lost his life defending this capital as well.
2: No, he didn't.
1: You think about the others who lost a their lives and were injured. And everyone living with the trauma of that day. Oh, my gosh. From Those defending this capital, There was a man dressed like a buffalo and he had his face painted. And I told him you need to leave because this is a sacred
2: place. And then he laughed at me, and then he went up there, and he sat, and he just overruled the place, and we had to succumb to him, and I was scared. I thought he was going to kill me. He didn't have a weapon, but I thought he was going to kill me. I was scared. I could have left, but I didn't.
1: I didn't leave the room. I
2: just stayed there and asked him to leave politely, and he didn't. He just sat there and looked at me.
1: I'm scared. To members of Congress in both parties and their staffs, to reporters, Cafeteria workers, custodial workers, and their families. Don't kid yourself. I'm not. Pain and scars from that day run deep. Mm. I've said it many times. And it's no more true or real than we think about the events of January 6th. We are in a battle for the soul of America. We are, and you're the enemy. A battle. That by the grace of God and the goodness and gracious—it's
2: it, any wonder that God didn't just strike him down. It's a good thing he did this speech indoors. That's all I'm going to say.
1: And greatness to this nation, we will win. Believe me, I know how difficult democracy is. Yeah, and I'm crystal clear. I had to cheat to get to this podium. About the threats America faces, but I also know. But our darkest days can lead to light and hope. From the death and destruction, as the Vice President referenced in Pearl Harbor, came the triumph over the forces of fascism. From the brutality of Bloody Sunday on the Edmund Pettus Bridge came historic voting rights legislation. That's the so now let's step up. Write the next chapter in American history.
2: By letting me pass these laws that give me more power over you. Literally destroying democracy and any kind of shred of republic that we once
1: had. Where January 6th marks not the end of democracy, but the beginning of a renaissance of liberty and fair play. Yeah.
2: No, it begins the renaissance of the Democrats trying to push through laws that will literally allow them to stay in power. And even if they don't even pass the voting laws, they continue to want to pass laws that raise the taxes on the working class. No, they don't. They want to raise the taxes on the rich. Let me tell you something: the taxes always trickle down to you. The rich know how to stay rich. It's a whole separate topic. Not going to get into it. Their laws always make the government bigger and the person, the independent person, smaller. It takes their laws always take the power and the authority from the American person, and it gives it to the federal government. There's nothing more autocrat or communist or socialist or whatever buzzword you feel like using than that. They have the audacity to stand there and try to tell you that because of a small group of people that we've got to pass these laws to keep our democracy standing, even though our democracy has been standing for quite a while now, even long after January 6th. But they want to pass laws that will literally, shrink the power of the person and give the power to the federal government take the power from the states and give it to the federal government there's nothing more dangerous than that you want to talk about undermining democracy you want to talk about the fast track to totalitarian government that's it and he's literally there these these people are smart but they're also dumb because anyone who has half a brain and can read between the lines, they are laying their plan out. They're blaming the other side for this plan that they're actually going to be implementing. They're telling you that Republicans and conservatives and Trump supporters want to undermine the Constitution, want to take away your democracy, want to take away your right to vote. They want to make sure you never vote. As Joe Biden said, they want to put you back in chains. It's ironic coming from a Democrat who literally supported slavery. Democrats supported slavery. They were the party of slavery. It's history. Go look it up. They're the ones telling you this, but they're the ones passing the laws that move the needle toward that that goal. Not the Republicans. Trump, when he was in office, promoted what? Free trade, fair trade, rather, promoted jobs. Putting people back to work, incentivizing businesses to be built, incentivizing businesses to come back to America. He supported putting American first, and what did the Democrats do? They called him Hitler. Said he's a nationalist. He must be Hitler. I I mean, comparing Trump to Hitler, I mean that's that's something else. This is a guy that wanted to give the power back to the people. De paper. His policies were lesser government, more freedom. And yet we're supposed to sit here and listen to this guy because of some stupid protest where a bunch of idiots went into the Capitol. They should have never have done that, but they did. And you're trying to tell me that my entire country is in compromise and we have to pass all these these laws to make the federal government even more bloated than it already is. Hell no, man.
1: I did not seek this fight brought to this Capitol one year ago today. <clears throat> but I will not shrink from it either. I'm gonna... I will stand in this breach. Yes. I will defend this nation. I <laughs> will no allow no one to place a dagger at the throat of them. See, this would actually be a good speech. Like this
2: is not a, like this part here is actually like, okay, cool. Right? Like a president giving that would work. But the problem is, it's his 30 minute long speech has been so divisive. And it's been a Trump-bashing speech. It's not even hardly been about January 6th, only a, in relations to Trump and calling him a big, fat, doo baby face who wouldn't accept the results of the election. And It was like, if he would have stuck to his guns, maybe he would have been like, oh, okay. By the way, Biden's never served his country. You could say, well, he's been a politician his whole life. Yeah, it's not serving your country. It's serving yourself. Okay, being a senator, that's a sweet gig. Best healthcare in the world, you can vote for your own raise you only work like 165 some days a year
1: what a, what a gig
2: democracy and serve nothing
1: we will make sure the will of the people that's heard that the ballot prevails not violence that authority in this nation will always be peacefully transferred like it was the last time i believe the power of the presidency and the purpose is to unite this nation Not divided. Except you just just gave a very divisive speech. What's up? Not tear us apart. See, about us. About us. Not about me. It's literally like slapping
2: someone in the face and then being like, but I love you, man. I care about you. And then punching them in the face again and then finishing off with a hug. You know? That's what his speech was.
1: It's literally that. It's the most backhanded speech ever. Deep in the heart of America burns a flame, lived almost 250 years ago, of liberty, freedom, and equality. This is not a land of kings or dictators or autocrats. We're a nation of laws, of order, not chaos, of peace, not violence. Then stop BLM and Antifa. Here in America, the people rule. You won't. Through the ballot, and their will prevails. So let us remember, together, we're one nation under God indivisible that today
2: with liberty and justice tomorrow tomorrow, and forever at our best
1: we are the united states of america god bless you all may god protect our troops and my god yeah because you certainly aren't going to protect the troops
2: you know do we need to bring up
1: afghanistan bless those who stand watch over a democracy uh, hey, thanks. Uh, everything about that speech,
2: listen, you cannot be, I mean, I've said what I've said. It was a divisive speech. It's a year into his presidency, and all he is doing now at this very moment is complaining about Donald Trump, a man who has absolutely no authority, no power over you, me, or anyone else. He's no longer the president. He relinquished his presidency peacefully. It was not a coup. A coup requires some sort of involvement from people on the inside, generally the military. There was no military coup. It was not an insurrection. What it was, was a bunch of blowhearted protesters who were led into the Capitol who ran amok. And the only person who died from that was a female veteran. She shouldn't have been in there. She should have never been in that building. And if she hadn't gone in there, she'd be alive today. I'm not going to sit here and say that the man who shot her should be brought up to trial. No, he did his job. You can't have it both ways, people. I am look, I shoot straight, folks. I, like I said, more people I'm surprised didn't get shot. I'm surprised that more protesters weren't taken down. If this was such a serious thing, if, if the senators and if Nancy Pelosi's life and the vice president's life were in so much harm, if these protesters were that close to doing something bad, ask yourself, why weren't guns ablazing? Why did they let them into the Capitol? Because it's a ruse. They are using this moment as an opportunity to inflict new laws on us, new laws policy restrictions they did it with covid sure covid was probably it was, a, was something we should have taken seriously absolutely but we lost our damn minds and we let the government take over our lives and we lost liberty from it what do you think they're doing here now they're doing the same exact thing they're using an opportunity it's absolutely if you can't see it folks it's just insane you have to stop. When CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News tell you something, you need to stop, listen to it, go, mm-hmm, okay, and then you need to go verify. Look what, yeah. Biden said it himself in his speech. You saw it with your own two eyes. Well, I can tell you I saw it live with my own two eyes. The people that unfriended me, blocked me, and refused to speak to me anymore, they didn't see it with their own two eyes. They watched it on CNN. They got a very biased opinion. They were fed the propaganda and they ate it and they took it willingly. They're the same people who said we should shut down the entire country because of a virus so we can flatten the curve, only to be here two years later, still dealing with it. Now a third variant. We never never crushed this virus. We never shut this virus down. Biden can't do it. He just admitted he couldn't do it. He ran on that. His entire policy, his entire platform when he ran for president was he was going to shut this virus down. You can't build back better because we had the highest, we had the highest employment rate in the country before COVID hit under Trump. More jobs. The economy was booming. The housing market was so good. There was a shortage of houses for crying out. It still is. And what do we have for under Joe Biden? We get a divisive speech like this. Where all he does for 30 minutes is rip into Donald Trump and his supporters. We have inflation, COVID still going on. People are still losing their minds about that. You can't go anywhere without a shot or a test. Yet everybody's supposed to be vaccinated and protected. Except the vaccine doesn't protect you. You can still get the virus, but it won't kill you. Oh, well, that's good. So we didn't really solve that problem. The unemployment rate, all time low finally starting to get back up again because finally the government decided to stop cutting checks to people who weren't working. But there's still employment shortages, which is causing a problem everywhere. Small businesses are failing and shutting their doors. It's just one more thing to hurt a small business. Small businesses have enough to deal with. They've got enough problems. Nine out of 10 businesses fail, or something like that. 75% of businesses, Something the number's astronomical. And they fail for a million reasons, and you just added another one. The federal government did. They don't help. They get in the way. They've always gotten in the way. That's why the founding fathers wanted a limited government, a smaller government, a government for the people by the people, the people. Not this crap. Just because of a couple of protesters, some bad folks showed up, and did some stuff. Now you want to add, you want to make the government bigger? Absolutely not. That is not the answer. They know that. They're using this as an opportunity to grow, to become stronger. Because the stronger they get, the richer they get, the more they can hold on to power. The more they can peg you and I against each other. Walk outside your front door. Talk to your neighbors. Nothing's changed. Nothing changed after 9 11 either. A lot of people say, well, you know, after 9 11, we all just kind of stopped talking to each other. You know, that might be true. And there's probably a lot of reasons for it beyond just 9 11. But go outside your front door and talk to your neighbors. Talk to your coworkers, just about anything. I guarantee you, they're going to look at you and they're going to smile and they're going to have respect. And you're going to have respect for them and everything's going to seem fine and normal. And then you go turn on the news and it's like chaos 24 7. And then you got the president telling you the world's burning. He's got to take control because only he knows how to do it. Yeah, okay. You can barely put a sentence together. He did today. I don't know how he did it. A lot of uppers, probably. You know, it's probably the case. I'm just saying. Well, folks, on that note, I am going to wrap this one up because that was loud. I'm still learning my new soundboard, so forgive me for that. I hope you enjoyed the rant. I can't talk about this anymore because I cannot take this president. He's a fool. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. And I'm gonna tell you something: you gotta be on. You gotta be on the lookout for him. You got to be on the lookout for what he tells you. All these politicians, I don't care what side of the coin they're on. Listen to what they're saying and then see the reality. Go look into it. You know, do some fact-checking. Be careful of that though, too. It's like we're in the information age, man, but you got to dig for the truth. It's unbelievable. I'm sorry. Folks, I hope you have a lovely day. Have a lovely weekend. I'll probably be back next week for sure. Be sure to check out the new show, No Apologies, Apologetics with me. Every Sunday we get into the gospel talk about Jesus. We live the life that Christ has commanded us to live. That's what I try to do every day, and I'm going to talk to you about that, and I look forward to it on Sunday. Y'all have a great day.